0: They may not have seen it all, but they've experienced fourth and 26, stinks in and trash, AI's crossover, throwing batteries at JD Drew, Brad Lidge hugging Carlos Ruiz, the Legion of Doom, and thousands of wins and losses over three decades of fandom. Talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend, it's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe O'Donnell and John Mita. What's up, SoundCloud.com and iTunes? This is one of those cut the music. Cut the music. <laughs> Ravishing Rick Root style. It's the Brotherly Love podcast. It's an angry one. Joe O'Donnell, John Mita here with you. Let's cut the crap, Mita. What's up?
1: Nah, just awful. Awful way to lose a football game again.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, we've got plenty of time to delve into that. Again, appreciate the love and support. Follow us on Twitter, at Love Podcast. You know the drill. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. 29-23 overtime heartbreak hotel in Dallas against the hated Cowboys. But we begin with the arrest of Josh Huff, Eagles, whatever you want to call him, special teams guru, because he's certainly not a wide receiver. He's like... He's like Dante Hall. Homeless man's Dante Hall is Josh Huff. Um, All right, what do you got for me, Johnny Mead? A couple hours ago, news breaking, he was being a donkey on the Walt Whitman Bridge. This idiot messed up. What do you do?
1: Yeah, so basically he was speeding on the Walt Whitman Bridge. I don't know what it's up with Philadelphia athletes and speeding on the bridges. But apparently he got jammed up, going into Jersey. They smelled marijuana in the car. They searched his car. He was uh, in possession of a handgun. Now, nobody knows if it was registered in PA. Um, apparently, getting a, a registered handgun registered in the state of New Jersey is nearly impossible, even ex-law enforcement. So, if you're bringing a handgun across state lines. Never bodes well. Um, the league is certainly going to have something to say about this. The Philadelphia Eagles are continuing to gathering information, but this doesn't look good. This looks like this could probably get him cut off the football team and right now he is kind of playing well for you on special teams. Had a kicker turn for a touchdown. He's your primary number one gunner when it comes to you know going down there and trying to knock out the punt returner. So, not good. And the receivers are struggling sitting on this team as well. So, it looks like they might have to boost somebody up from the practice squad. So, not good news and this just gives us a look at what Doug Coach Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles have had to deal with in the off season. It's been crazy. First you had the Nelson Aguilar incident at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. Now you got Josh Huff with the gun incident. You had Nigel Bradham beating up somebody and then in the off season during the OTAs down in Miami. And then he carries a gun into an airport. Uh people are gonna say that Doug Peterson is losing control of this team, but these guys just have to be a little smarter. My God, they're dumb. I, I, will he ah.
0: Will he send a message? Will Doug Peterson be the one that sends his message? Or is Jeffrey Lurie in charge of this football team when it comes to stuff like this? Or is it going to be Roger Goodell? Because Josh Hoff is going to get suspended at some point. It might not be this year. It might be next year if he's on a football team, including the Philadelphia Eagles. But he's going to get a game or two. Period. End of sentence. It's how are the Eagles going to react? How do the Eagles handle it? What are the Eagles right now? Are they a team that values the talent over the off-the-field stuff? Are they a team that values the character over the talent? And we're going to find that out. That This is something that Doug Peterson, uh, I don't want to say swept under the rug, because we don't know how they dealt with this stuff internally, but the Aguilar and Bradham things you bring up are great points. Now you've got Josh Hoff. So this is three players and a total of four incidents. And what's he been hired? For six months? So... At some point, either the Eagles are going to make a stand, or we're all going to know that they're like most teams in the league, which is talent trumps everything else. And and, and honestly, I hate using the word talent with Josh Hoff because he's average at best when it comes to catching a football.
1: The other thing you have to look at is, even though, you know, people, Chip Kelly treated everybody like, you know, high school players or college players, but he didn't run into these types of incidents. I mean, they've given their players a lot of weed, right, you know, to control their own personal lives and... Guys just keep making mistakes. It's just I just don't understand what goes through some of these players' heads. Like, no, why do you think it's a good idea to speed on a bridge with a speed limit, even at its max point? It's probably 45 miles an hour. Why do you feel like you can do 100? Even if you're burning marijuana, it's Like, like, does the truth in their head? Yeah. Just because they're a professional athlete, I think a lot of these guys think they can get that pass. And they just, when your career, this is your job. It's not like you're just some regular kid, you know, in the streets or anything like that. Like, this is your job. Like, anybody could lose their job over something like this. And it's just not a good scene. And, and you're right. The question is, who is going to make that final decision? Is Jeffrey Lurie going to be like, enough's enough? And then they just cut Josh Huff, and then Kenyon Barner becomes your other kick returner? With Which I'm Rendo fine with, Slater. by the way. I'm fine, by the way, with yeah. that. No, he. I think he might have had one for a touchdown last year. So, I, I'm totally good with that. But it's just just off-season, you know, off-the-field issue. Every week, there seems like there's some type of distraction.
0: Right, and the Lane so. Johnson thing, too, which we didn't even touch on. But, yeah, yeah it's exactly no, right. You, exactly. Use, you use the D word. It's a distraction. Whether, whether the Eagles want to admit it or not, it's a distraction. For the guys that are preparing for the game, that are on the team, for his teammates, all... Is It is a distraction. No matter how big or how small, it takes away from a little bit of focus or preparation or makes them answer questions they shouldn't have to answer the media, and it's a distraction. All right, jo- Johnny Mita, give it to me. Give me your take. Sure. Does he get cut? What's the deal? What's the verdict here?
1: I think they let him go. All
0: right. You heard it here first yeah. on the Brotherly Love podcast. Johnny Mita says he's yeah. gone. He's gone. Well,
1: it's not going to cost you a lot. Yeah, I think he's in the final year of his rookie deal, so – you know, you pretty much already paid them from us half the season. I think they just cut ties and bring somebody else up from the practice squad. All right. So boy.
0: Let's go to the loss, 29-23 in overtime. Now the Cowboys have a two-game lead in the division. Uh, this game was the Eagles game to be had. It didn't look good early in the first quarter. Prescott's doing his thing. Ezekiel Elliott's doing his thing. Eagles are in jeopardy of falling behind by a couple of touchdowns. Uh, And then they're leading at halftime 13-10 because Jordan Hicks does what Jordan Hicks does, which is make big plays in big spots. At the end of the day, the Eagles had a a large enough lead in this football game in the fourth quarter. They had plenty of opportunities to pad that lead to essentially put the football game away, and they didn't get it done. Um, Your thoughts on what, to me, was one of the the roughest losses that I can remember in quite some time.
1: They just totally squandered the lead and you send me a text message during the game. If we lose this game because of play calling, you know, I'm going to break something. And that's, that's kind of what happened. The one series that I point to is Eagles are driving, looking to pad their lead. And first down, they're pretty much, I think inside the Cowboys 50 yard line, like the 45 yard line somewhere in that area. First play, they do like a double reverse wide receiver option pass. Now, Jordan Matthews is wide open, but Josh Hoff throws the ball nowhere in the vicinity of him. He still almost comes up with a circuit's catch. That was play call number one. Now, it's first and ten. You're in the fourth quarter. You have a lead. Why aren't we running the football? Okay, that's play one. Second play, they do a run play. I think they get maybe, you know, four, four yards out. Third play, or it might have been a short pass for four yards. So it's third and six, and then they go a swing pass backwards to Darren Sproles. Now, you need six yards. You can't ask these guys, these receivers, these running backs, okay? You can't ask them to break, to break, you know, break tackles and, and be able to get the six yards. If you need six yards, your receivers and your running backs need to be running eight to ten yard patterns. You got to get more and then come back for it. I just, that play call in itself, and then you come up with that play, and now you're kind of on the of. You're still possibly in field goal range. Taylor Sturgis has been booming some long ones. You're indoors, and they decide to punt the football. And that was a huge turning point in the game. The other turning point is when they could have got off the field and they let that punt fake go, which is just ridiculous. When a kicker, a punter, not even a kicker, can run 30 yards on you, and get a first down, that is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was Jalen um, Mills. That,
0: it was Jalen Mills. Brain yeah, dead.
1: Jalen Mills. Yeah, well, I mean, he, uh, what's it called? Burton didn't do a good job either. He kind of just waited and let himself get blocked by two people. Use your hand. Shed the block. My God. Anyway, that was terrible. The other thing I looked at is it's it just some of the weaknesses of this team just showed up and taped play after play, the drops. The wide receivers continue. It's been an ongoing play for the last two years. Oh, it's not it an continues. issue. Are you
0: kidding me? You heard your boy Nelson Aguilar. It's no big deal. Oh, yeah. Not an issue. Yeah, No big
1: deal. I, I don't know why people want to talk about drops. It's football. Everybody has drops. Okay, we won't talk about it if you catch the damn ball. <laughs> That's it. You'll never hear about it again. The fans will never talk about it. They'll say, oh, my God, those guys are catching everything thrown to them. No. You're never going to hear that. But when you have five to six drops and keep moments to the game, you're going to hear about it. Just like another play that ticked me off. Dudo-Cream Beckham, they run him on a slant route, okay? They run him on a slant route. He has the ball. Carson puts it where only where he could put it. It should be first and goal on the three-yard line. He drops the ball. Time and time again, there's these big plays where these catches need to be had and, and, and the receivers. The two weaknesses, Joe, with this football team, we talked about it, you know, from day one, which was, you know, the receivers are a very weak part of this team. And the other position we have to look at, too, as well, is corner. When's the last time we had a good shutdown corner on this football team? And I'm not talking about people we tried to sign the offseason, the Byron Maxwell, the Asani Samuels. Asani was decent, Nambi, horrendous. Like, let's go get ourselves... You want to talk about needs for next year to make this defense even better than what it is? Go get us that shutdown, lockdown corner. And, my God, we need a big play, wide receiver. When it's 3rd and 10 or 3rd and 12, you need that receiver that you can go to that you know, number one's going to get open, and number two, catch the damn football. And those are the things we need, and they just showed up time and time again. I don't think the Cowboys are that great. Yeah, You know, they're good football. Team. They're definitely better than the Eagles. I'll admit it, but... Man, when you have a game like that. And I just thought we got passive-aggressive. Carson Weston throwing throw the ball over 20 yards. We've been screaming about this for weeks. We've been screaming about this for weeks. Try to push the football down the field. Yes. Maybe you get, a pick. you get lucky, you get a pass or a call. But this dink and dunk, and I know your personnel's not there, but you got to try something different. When you continue to get stopped, and you're not getting the place. And, and one last thing from me, Joe, and then I'll let you have the floor. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. Okay, this guy's getting paid fifty million dollars. He comes up, says he's frustrated. I'm frustrated. You know, my numbers, you know, not being called. Well, how about this one, Zach Ertz? When you do catch the football, can we not fall down immediately? We're like the wide receivers from the St. Louis Rams, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. I've never seen the guy break one tackle. You look at some of the better tight ends in the league, and I'm talking about the tight ends that are getting paid like Zach Ertz, the Rob Ginkowski, the Antonio Gates. But you don't, ha-
0: hey, breaky- you don't even have to name the best tight ends in the league, the All-Pros, the Hall of Famers. All, all Zach Ertz has to do is take out the roster and look one number up because Brent Celek has never been tackled by the first guy to come and tackle him in his Eagles' damn career, in his whole damn I career. Agree. Brent Selleck lowers his shoulder and looks to inflict pain on defensive backs. He's been doing it forever.
1: Absolutely, it's just so frustrating, brother. It's Look, just frustrating.
0: Let me say this: if if the if the Cowboys are the best the NFC has to offer, I ain't scared at all. Okay, just went into Dallas had a had a, a comfortable lead with eight minutes left. And let me go back to that play. Okay, all right, you're up seven. There's eight minutes left. You run that swing pass to Sproles. Just run the goddamn ball and kick a 45 yarder. You're up 10 points with eight minutes left, and the football game is essentially over. That's the play I sent to the text after. That's the one that drove me up a wall. It's the worst play call I can remember in recent memory. And Doug Peterson should be embarrassed after that football game. Nobody, I mean, nobody, gets out coached by Jason Garrett, and Doug Peterson got out coached by him Sunday night.
1: Good point, man.
0: I mean, it's embarrassing. That play call was horrendous. Sturgis is kicking the ball well. I don't know how. By some stroke of God, he has been kicking the ball well this year. You know, you've got to just be smart there. I'm not saying reinvent the wheel. I'm just saying get two yards. Or worst case, don't go backwards four to six yards, which they did on the play. I am okay with the punt. When he decided to punt, I was fine with the punt. You said they should, you know... You didn't like it because Sturgis has shown the range. I get it. But in that situation, you pin him deep, which they did. You make him go 89 yards, which unfortunately they did. But to me, the biggest problem was that damn play call. They had an opportunity to to just a couple of yards and probably go up 10 points. And, and that is just one of a number of plays. Let me get a couple positives in here, Johnny Meade. The offensive line. All right, you lose Alan Barber uh, early in the game. Offensive line held up all right. And I don't know if Big V is literally getting so much help there. That that's why the tight ends are non-existent. But they got to get the tight ends figured out. I love the hurry-up offense in the third quarter. Caught the Cowboys off guard. Great adjustment. Got Wentz in more of a rhythm. Offense was moving the football. I don't know if there's any other positives than that. What is Deuce Staley doing putting Wendell Smallwood in the football game?
1: <laughs> Good one, brother. Yeah, I mean, you you parked on this over and over and over. And it's, what the hell is the running back rotation? Then we, uh, you know, then Ryan Matthews gets relegated to Alcatraz. Now, listen, I know the guys had some fumbles, but and some recent games in some key situations, but they still a decent running back. You know, I would have him carry the ball before. I think I would put the rookie in that situation in doubt. First carry, boom, line gets blown up. Knowing also too that you're dealing with some injuries on your offensive line, another reason why they have a veteran in there. And what the hell happened to Kenyon Barner? The guy reigns for like 55 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's in the witness protection program, except for kicker turns, and he's a bit of a weapon. I think they see more of as a Sproles-like player, and I think that's why, but I don't know. But that was just, the running back rotation has been an absolute unsolved mystery, for sure.
0: The person to blame the most for this loss is who?
1: Ben
0: Peterson. Agreed. Damn it, I was hoping you'd go somewhere else so I could rip Poopy Peterson again. I mean, look, the defense contained, for the most part, the hottest running back in football. The wonder kid quarterback the Cowboys were boasting didn't do anything until the final drive. I'll give him credit for stepping up, showing some moxie. Their star receiver was back. The game was at home in prime time. And the Eagles had a double-digit lead in the second half and, a, and a, a full touchdown lead with less than 10 minutes to go and the football. I mean, you should win that game. And this is where this is what bothers me, okay? Because I don't know. Maybe I'm getting maybe I'm getting too crazy here. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too crazy here. What is this? Fo- what are the Philadelphia Eagles
1: supposed to be? Are they
0: supposed to be seven and nine like a lot of people projected them to be?
1: I think it's kind of trending. Uh, we still have some tough games on the schedule, but uh, offensively, if, if they can't find some receivers to make some plays. And your defense can only carry you so much. And, and with the weakness at cornerback on this defense, I think that's going to be an Achilles heel. And I think at best right now, I mean, who knows? They, they catch up. And, and you're also going to look at two, man. The rookie, he's going to go through some growing pains. But there's a couple games where he didn't really lose the football game. And just other areas, of the team just failed for him. And that's why they came up short. But – They better get this kid some damn weapons. That's all I'm saying. I don't care. What you have to do is you better get this kid some damn weapons. Now, you look at the Andy Rita. Okay, he didn't think he needed a wide receiver for a year. Okay, (laughs) I hope Peterson doesn't fold in that mold. You know, when the Eagles finally got that star diva receiver, whatever, with T.O., you know, they went to the frickin' Super Bowl that year. So, I don't want this regime to wait five to eight years to think that they don't need that one prolific receiver. Because I think every team wins that. Now, you get a guy like Tom Brady who's just magnificent. And he's gone to the, you know, he, he makes, you know, mediocre receivers look very good. But it's just, you, you got to get this kid that that weapon. You just, you have to get it done. I guess, You I, have to find the way. I guess the
0: reason I asked the somewhat rhetorical 7 and 9 question is because why am I, why should I get all worked up if this team's not going to, you know, if they're not a contender anyway? You know, you get sucked in, the division's at stake, it's the, it's the stinking Cowboys, and then it's almost like, should I just check myself a little bit, and realize they're not supposed to win these games, that they're not supposed to win this year, and just not care anymore? Because if I'm supposed to care, then this is one that slipped away. And the other one that's going to come back in, in late December, and we're going to be looking at, it, is that goddamn Detroit game, okay? That Detroit Lions yeah. game is going to suck at the end of the year, guaranteed. You know what else sucks about the NFL, John? Me and I mentioned it last week. Ties, and you know what we had another one this week. Another freaking tie. Here's what I said last week, and we'll go from there. All right, brother. Can we please find a way to end it, even if it's a freaking field goal kicking contest from midfield after after the overtime is scoreless? Just give me something. Give me the you know hockey's version of the shootout in the NFL. Hail Marys for Christ's sake. Give me something. That 6-6 tie on Sunday night football, Cardinals-Seahawks was the most embarrassing thing on the planet. All right? I'm done with ties in the NFL. That's my rant. All right, that was last week. Redskins-Bengals tied in London. And I'm serious about it. All right? I was texting a couple of buddies, and my, and my one boy, Screech, was like, you got you to gotta like get this on record. This is like a hot take. He loves the, he loves the field goal kicking contest idea to, to sew it up. And I'm serious. I'm not talking no, no linemen, no no trying to block the kick. You literally line up kicker by kicker, moving back 10 yards every time, and see who, you know, shoot till you miss. Kick till you miss.
1: <laughs> I like it. That's Give me something. Creative.
0: Give me something other than a tie. The tie's brutal for yeah. the standings. Both teams pour their heart and soul into a game. They come out with a tie. Are you kidding me?
1: Uh, it, it's amazing how teams can't score when they haven't, you know, zero points when they have an extra full quarter of football. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'd love to see something. I mean, seriously. You send out Caleb Sturgis from 30 yards out. He makes it. Next guy, you know, Dan Bailey goes. Back him up 10 yards. Sturgis' turn. He makes it. Bailey's turn. And, and it's, it's sudden death. And that's the way you do it. And that's how you figure out who the winner is. Because at least you have a winner then. And I know it's not football, but the shootout's not hockey. And it's gotten by, and the fans like it. At least give me a winner, please. Again, I'll, I'll take one-on-one. Give me, you know, put Josh Jordan Matthews and, and Josh Norman, and it's three deep balls, you know, from the 25-yard line out. Can, can you make the guy, can you shake the guy and get open for a touchdown? Have it be one-on-one. I don't care. Give me something other than a tie, though.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's brutal, man. It's brutal. we got to send Jeff Fisher a letter. He's the head of the rules committee, man. What about
0: our boy it's Troy Vincent? Let's get him on the program.
1: There we go. All hey, right, can we can we get him back in uniform? Yes, that's the that's bigger that's... question. <laughs> and, and I hear T.O.s looking for a job. Uh, I can bet we he get is. him back in? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah maybe for he wants to be part of the rea- rea- maybe he wants to be part of the reality show the Eagles are becoming with all these arrests. Um, oh my! All God. right, you want to spread? I know you have a spread the love, and I've got a rant. Yeah. You want to spread the love? Okay.
1: Yeah, let's spread the love real. Here we go. Hang on. Let me get the tunes. Let me get the tunes. There's been so much venom on this program. Let's get a little love in the air. Love it up, bro. Love it up. All right. So this spread the love comes from one of my favorite Eagles of all time before I became a huge Brian Dawkins fan. And it's the great linebacker from the Eagles, Seth Joyner. And he was quoted on a radio station, ninety four point one WIP. Me and Joe, we tried to pull the audio clip. We couldn't find it. But this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And I'll read the quote. I didn't like the Cowboys when I came to Philadelphia. And I had a newfound hatred after I played here for one year. And it wasn't just divisional. It became a personal deal. And just so you know how deep that hatred runs, when I left Arizona in 1996, Jerry Jones called me personally and tried to get to me to become a Cowboy. I said, there's no way in hell I would ever wear that star on this side of my head. Never. And that is just the greatest quote. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love him as an analyst. That just sums up the whole entire Dallas and Philadelphia rivalry. And that's the greatest thing ever. And I can't imagine what Jerry... Hey, hey Seth, Jerry here from Dallas. I can't imagine hearing that phone call. And just if I could have just captured the face of Jerry Jones after shot two hundred thousand, tells him he would never be a stinking cowboy that would have been the greatest of all time so big offs to Seth Shorter love him as an analyst we'll love him as a defensive coordinator here someday, the guy is cerebral fantastic player, he doesn't get enough Hall of Fame consideration you look up his numbers against some of the linebackers in the Hall you, know, I, I, you can make a strong case that he should belong in that conversation so that's your honor. that's why I spread the
0: love. All right, brother, good stuff. And uh, stick tap to Jefferson in the background there. Why don't you let that dog out of the crate, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: Bro. Sounds like Tony <laughs>
0: Sounds like Tony Romo that Dak Prescott's got his job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's my quick uh, rant because we're running out of time. I got to go get my hair cut. Uh, that's how we roll right, in the uh, Brotherly Love podcast. Oh, uh,
1: you got a cloth appointment. Oh, I yeah, know. you know how important the cloth I, I have, is. <laughs> oh jeez! Uh, I, I didn't realize. That's why you had to run out. This and, it, take, right, well, it takes like it takes like
0: it takes like two hours to get rid of all this hair. So I gotta get moving. Um, all, all right, right. don't forget, it. show us love on Twitter at Be Love Podcast. Here's my rant. It's kind of twofold. It was gonna start on Cam Newton. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing it into the Ginger General as well. All right, Cam Newton complaining about the hits he's been taking all year. We saw it week one. Look, he's getting pounded. He's getting helmet to helmet. He's getting smashed. But he's a target. He's got a target on his chest, and and there's a couple reasons why. Cam Cam Newton needs to understand this, and I don't think he does because he's complaining about the hits. First of all, you run a lot. Design runs. Second of all, you're like a linebacker. Third of all, you try and initiate contact and don't usually slide. So you're going to get hit more than other quarterbacks. This just in, Cam. That's called breaking news, brother. On top of that, the Superman chest celebration, the dabbing, the way that you have put yourself in the spotlight, you don't see other quarterbacks in the league dancing and celebrating. You might see a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, oh, feed me, first down, yeah, beat it, go back to the huddle. When you're a quarterback and you show up the opposing defense, guess what? They put a target on you once again. So there's two things, Cam Newton. One, you bring it upon yourself, not only one way, by running a lot, a lot more than other quarterbacks, but the second way, by being pompous, by celebrating, by quote-unquote having fun in your eyes, but rubbing it right in the defense's face. So, those two things for me really bother me when Cam Newton's out here crying and complaining. On top of that, he wants what? A 15-yard penalty? What's he want? The player to get fined or suspended? Guess what, Cam? That doesn't really help your career and your health, all right? So all this whining about, I'm going to talk to Commissioner Goodell. I'm just not being treated fairly. It doesn't help you short-term, long-term, whatever. It it doesn't help you. you, Crying to the commissioner and to the press about this doesn't change the real problem here, which is football is a violent game and concussions are scary. Scary, scary part of the National Football League. But Cam Newton is whining about a 15-yard penalty here or there. Does that help the Panthers maybe in a quarter, a drive or a game? Sure. But a $25,000 fine for a guy or if he gets suspended the next week? The Panthers aren't playing them the next week. Whatever the team is, whoever that player is. So Cam Newton, I think he he's just he's got it all twisted up here. He's bringing upon himself A and then he's barking up the wrong tree B. And I will wrap up this rant by turning it to the Philadelphia Eagles because a guy like the See, Runmore is number 11 in the ginger general, Carson Wentz. He has 40. Count him 40 rushing yards for the season. And you know why the Cowboys had success? Part of the reason they had success against the Eagles Sunday night, John Mita, is because Dak Prescott ran the ball in situations that called for running the ball. He didn't just run designed runs, but he took off when needed, and scrambled for first downs. And I haven't seen Carson Wentz do that. And when it's third and four, rather than taking a sack or throwing to a receiver, it's going to drop it. I'd like to see the guy get outside the pocket, get the first down, and get down. I don't think it's that much to ask for. He's got athleticism. I don't know why the Eagles aren't taking advantage of it. And I'm dumb. That's it. Okay,
1: Krobs, drop. drop the mic. I
0: think you your
1: handle it there. <laughs> well done. Well done.
0: All right, let's get on out of here. Any final thoughts? How do the Eagles rebound this weekend while I queue up some bumper. Final music?
1: thoughts is Dear Howie Rosen, aka Santa Claus. Is there any way you can bring us a receiver and a good quarterback to the trade line without giving up the farm? Thank you. Your beloved Eagles fan. Big John. All <laughs>
0: right. Go Birds, get it back on track. Can't go to four and four. Too many teams in that wild card hunt four and four. All right. Appreciate all the love and support. Johnny Media, you're the man.
1: All right, buddy. Great show. Enjoy until, your crop. Until next, crop
0: <laughs> until next time. We'll see Thanks for listening to the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com.